on the that breakfast show. came out of nowhere. It did. We were having a conversation just before we went like back on air, was, you know, about things coming out of nowhere. But that, that, was, out of that nowhere. was unexpected. That's how I roll sometimes. Yeah. Never let them know your next move, Lawson. <laughs> Never Agreed. let them know. Agreed. But we're here for the breakfast show with Blake and Lawson. Uh, we have some quiz questions for everyone listening. And I have some text messages for everyone who has texted in. But before we get into the text message, we're going to have another question for the quiz. Who asked Balaam to curse Israel? Was it A, Baal, B, Balak, C, Beelzebub, Beelzebub, or D, Belshazzar, or E, Blake? <laughs> 0491, all the names started with B, so I was like, yeah, fair enough. 0491 064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win Jesus Wins in My Life Today evening and morning devotionals, or it is finished and the bridegroom is coming. Basically, we'll spin the wheel. The person, they'll win. They'll answer the phone. We'll say, which one do you want? And they'll say, I want this one. And then we'll spin the wheel again and someone else will get the next one. So 0491-064-669, you have two prizes to win. This is the only time we've done this. And you know what? We might, this might be the only time ever. (laughs) <laughs> Unless it's a special occasion. You'll have to keep listening to yeah, find out. That's right. 0491-064-669. Who asked Balaam to curse the land? A, Baal. B, Balak. C, Beelzebub. Or D, Belshazzar. Or E, Blake. Or F, Balak A. Joe Biden. Uh, 0491-064-669. Okay. That was like the, that's like the least. Like I want to be in that group the least. You just you literally just listed a whole bunch of guys from the Bible. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to hang out with any of these dudes. And you have just throw me in there with yep, the whole crowd. You're in. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. well, talking about a bad crowd. Suzanne writes in on uh, Faith FM about the Pharisees. She says it's interesting how the Pharisees remembered that Jesus said he would rise on the third day, and they asked for extra guards in place. But the disciples didn't recall this initially. It seems. Mm. That's true. So the Pharisees remembered, but the mm. disciples didn't. I find that interesting. Mm. It just shows when the the shepherd is struck and the sheep scatter, you just stop thinking uh, based on facts and your emotions take That's over. Right. And you just, it's like, uh, it's very similar to surfing. Yeah. Like you fall off a wave and if you just totally start to panic, you can drown very, very easily. Yeah. You got to stay calm. In the mm. storms. Yeah, they were suffering trauma, you know, like For sure. loss and, and grief. And, yeah, they just weren't in their right minds. Braden texts us, as a kid, emoji, small child with blonde hair. I'm assuming he had blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to write a cheetah with a little cheetah emoji. But uh-huh. These days, I'm less inclined for crazy emoji, winky face, tongue out smiley face rides <laughs> i just want to see jesus and travel with a suitcase emoji round the universe with a little telescope that is actually really that's cool. pretty cool that's explorer vibes uh, i i'm loving that actually mm. that's some real astronaut stuff happening mm. right there uh george texts us the hegelian dialectic in full swing over in america present truth in these last days keep up god's great work guys you're influencing people's hearts and minds through the holy spirit's guidance amen george thank you so much uh for 
uh, encouraging us, and we want to encourage others to remember that Christ is coming back, and that's why we're here to help prepare and get people ready for that here through Faith FM. Do you know what Hegelian dialecta is? Dialectic? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, well, I don't want to say it exactly. Uh, it looks like you're looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it before. Yeah. You go yeah, for yeah, it, uh, An interpretive method in which the contradiction between the proposition or the thesis and the antithesis is resolved at a higher level of truth or a synthesis. Hmm. So, essentially, we've got some some battles going on. Well, from what I understand, I mean, that is a very in-depth definition. Yes. But things are definitely taking place in America uh, that it's almost like order out of chaos, right? Mm. So things are happening in such a way uh, that it seems like everything is like out of control, but there are some strings behind the scenes being pulled on the marionette uh, mm. that are making a difference in how the political structure and atmosphere mm. go forward. Mm. Not to get too wildly conspiratorial, but there is a conspiracy against God's people, and it has been happening since the dawn of time. And there's mm. an enemy who is behind the scenes working things in such a way to bring people away from God. And mm. so, like, you believe whatever you want to believe. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's conspiracy fact. Mm. Moving on, Anno writes, if you cook your kale with coconut oil, it's so much easier to scrape it into the garbage. No, I'm kidding. I love kale. <laughs> Great recipe tips, though. Thanks. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> That is sad. <laughs> you just is, never had good kale. If you hate kale, you've just never had good kale. I love kale uh, when it's you put it in the oven and you make it in like potato chips. Oh, yeah, kale it's, chips. It's is really, nice. really good. Yeah. Uh, Braden texts in with three hot, spicy chili emojis. Quick and easy dish I do is a one-pan Mexican quinoa. About five-minute prep Oof. and 20-minute cooking can make really spicy of that is what you like, if that's what you like as mm. well. Where about it? Mm. We are all about that spice life. Spice life. Mm. Actually, that's true. Send us some spicy stuff. Yeah. Uh, on 0491 Well, we know when we asked last time about spice, we know we got some spice wusses in the in the in the audience. That's true. There yeah. were there were a few yesterday who were just a little bit scared of that They're spice like, life. Yeah, not about it. Not about that life. George texts in again. Morning team takes a great deal of faith in quote science to believe in planetary objects that may have marshmallow consistency. Don't you think? Don't know how the worldview behind astronomy uh, these days. How about some amazing new archaeological finds proving the Bible is true or something more relevant like that? Just thinking out loud. God bless. <laughs> he does not like Marshmallow Planet, Lawson. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean. I think it's pretty cool because it just shows how amazing God is as yeah. a creator. I to, to quote Lyle, essentially, he says space exploration is amazing because we space was created by God and we learn more about God by looking at space. Yeah. Are, are we all about historical archaeological finds? Yes. We're all about oh, that life. Love it. But at the same time, when we look at space and we look at the amazing thing that's happened, we can see just in a really raw and epic sense, like a planet that's a gas giant that's the consistency of a marshmallow. We can just see... Yeah, the amazing work that God has done in setting up a beautiful universe. I plan on visiting that place in the future, actually. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. With it's, the Lord. What was it, nine trillion kilometers away? Good yeah, luck. It's a, just a little afternoon walk. <laughs> uh, but I do want to go there and just like just bounce around for a little bit. We'll uh, see. Uh, hey, with more about the Hegelian dialectic, uh, 
Janelle says it is social engineering, and that's probably the best yeah, that's way right. to describe it. I was just I was just reading while you were talking, and, and it's essentially the idea that the the masses are not educated enough to be a part of the political process, and then you know all this chaos happens. That, that's like what Hegelian yeah. believed. Yeah. The, the the chaos that is happening is not on accident. Mm. Uh, it is constructed chaos to bring control to a certain group of people. Sure, uh, and. It's, it does seem like it's happening. It's pretty wild. Like, you know, and I think, I think a lot of people have who maybe were a little more skeptical about quote conspiracy ideas or theories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know personally a lot of people who have kind of changed their, their take on that after the last few years of a pandemic. Mm. Right. So we, we've really, we've really seen a shift and a change in people's perspective towards what's happening behind the scenes because of mm. the the mandates of vaccines and pandemics and uh, just the, the anxiety and the fear around the world and, and lockdowns and how mm. everything has just changed for us. Like we now have conversations, you know, in 2022 that no one had in 2018. Yeah. Right. For sure. the, 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 these are, we live in different times mm. and we're, and again, like we talked about earlier in the show, these are this is evidence, and these are signs of the times yes. of Christ's very soon return. And that's the the positive takeaway that we can take from it. We can look at well, what has Jesus done for us, and He's coming back soon. You know, if any time we are supposed to look at and focus on that, it is right now. And in fact, today in our Bible study, that's what we're going to be talking all about. What is it that Jesus has done for us? so that we can be a part of his soon return. And soon it will be all finished. Mm. And we're going to go and study that part of Scripture where he says it is finished. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. We're back. Mm-hmm. Faith FM. Uh-huh. And we're going to do our Bible study. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's start in John chapter 19, and I think we should just start reading it. it it's, a, it's a fair bit, but it's important for us to go mm. through. We just got the story here, essentially. This is Jesus coming to the time of his, well, essentially his sentencing, where the Bible says in chapter 19 and verse 1, Then Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. Ooh. The soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. Hail the king of the Jews, they mocked, as they slapped him across the face. Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. Then Jesus came out wearing a crown of thorns and a purple robe, and Pilate said, Look, here is the man. So, preceding even... They're going to bring him out to stand sentencing, essentially. Yeah. Um, there, there's been the argument previous to this, or the accusations have been made as to whether he's a defiler of the temple, whether you know he is insider of uh, insurrection against Rome. Uh, Pilate says, "I don't find him guilty, but apparently you guys do." Uh, so I'm beat him up a bit, flogged with a whip with iron on the end. Scourge, it says in my version. And yeah. now I'm going to bring him out to you and you guys decide what you want to do with him. It's really sad, just the whole, this whole process. You know, Pilate, this, you know, we've been talking about politics all day. Mm. This is an, a, the perfect example 
of politics gone wrong. Mm. You know, Pilate has every conceivable uh, understanding and notion to stop what's taking place. And he is trying to give the people what they want. But what the people want is awful. It's wrong. That's right. That That's so interesting. It's like we value so much our autonomy, our democracy, our choice to be able to choose leaders uh, and choose the direction that a country goes with the power of our vote. Uh, but we see here localized in Jerusalem this mob mentality that is ultimately leading to the murder of the king of the universe, the murder of the savior of the world. Now, is the solution to this then, oh, well, then stop democracy. You know, we should have a totalitarianism that's run by people who know what's best for us. No, like the, the problem here is mob mentality. That's being stirred up. And, well, it's interesting here. We, we were, we've been talking about social engineering today, mm. and we were talking about this Hegelian dialectic. You know, there are, there are several commentaries uh, talking about this very story that basically bring the point forward that there were evil forces in the crowd, even demonic forces encouraging the people to come to the conclusion mm. that they wanted to do to essentially crucified Jesus. Yeah, and I think we don't necessarily see that in the text, but what we do see in the text is that the betrayer of Jesus, Judas, his heart was, it says, uh, incited specifically by Satan to right. to right. to betray him. And so if Satan's already at work, if Satan's at work trying to get Jesus killed, then definitely he would have been working in the hearts of those people in the crowd. Because again, like, they're, they're cheering and they're chanting, crucify him. Right. Which we're going to read Jesus. here in just a minute. Like, Jesus who did what? And even this is, maybe you could say this is a form of Figillian dialectic right here, you know, causing chaos to bring in outcome. Absolutely. It, it is the Pharisees who plotted his death, not the people. Mm-hmm. But now the Pharisees have stirred up a controversy in which it's the people who want Jesus' death. And, then they, the, and that's how they justify it to Pilate, because ultimately it's Pilate's word. If they go against what Pilate says, uh, they're insurrecting against Rome, right. and then they'll be punished. But if Pilate allows them to murder this person, then it's it's all good, and that's the that's the trouble. That's the situation that we're here right here in the text is that Pilate is standing there with Jesus, this person who he thinks is innocent, but everyone wants him dead. Right, and and so he even to please them, he's like, hey, let's let's beat this guy up, let's whip him a little bit, let's make him look bad, let's have these boys put a crown of thorns on him. You know, we can mock him and make fun of him. So hoping that that will be enough to please the bloodlust that is just pouring out of the people's mouths in this crowd. It's a really sick scene, to mm. be honest. Like, here, hey, you guys want to kill him? Let me torture him a bit, and maybe that'll please you. Mm. Maybe that will appease your bloodlust right now. But it doesn't. Yeah. And, and that's the well, problem that's- with pl- bloodlust is it just keeps going and going and that's going. right and it can that's where it continues on in verse six it's like he brings him out he's like here is the man that's yep. verse five verse six when they saw him uh, the leading priests and the temple guards began to shout crucify him crucify him take him yourselves and crucify him Pilate said i find him not guilty the jewish leaders replied by our law he ought to die because he called himself the son of god when Pilate heard this he was more frightened than ever he took jesus back into the headquarters again and asked him where are you from but jesus gave no answer why don't you talk to me Pilate demanded don't you realize that i have the power to release you or crucify you then jesus said you would have no power over me 
all unless it were given to you from above. So the one who handed me over to you has the greatest sin. Then Pilate tried to release him, but the Jewish leader shouted, If you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who declares himself a king is a rebel against Caesar. So a lot is going on here. Yeah. I, my, my favorite part of this little section here is Jesus basically telling Pilate. You know, Pilate's like, hey, don't you know I have the power to release you? And Jesus is like, you don't have any power except for the power that's been given to you from my father above, basically. Um, that's a power move. Yeah, <laughs> big time. I think this is so shocking to Pilate right. to, for someone to respond like this. It never happened before, you know, probably or after. Because this is the thing. like Pilate is having this interaction with Jesus. He's not someone who's ever personally met Jesus, but surely Pilate knows about him. Because at this point, Jesus is famous. Everywhere yeah. Jesus goes... There are crowds of people following him. And everyone's getting healed. Everyone's getting healed. Like, Pilate would know and understand, okay, I've heard the murmurings about this person who's doing these amazing things. And now the crowd want to crucify him for what he's, for the claims that he's made to be the son of God. Fully. And it's like, wait, where are you from? Like, like, who are you? Like, I can kill you. Like, what? what? And, it, and it says he's afraid because they're saying anyone who claims to be the son of God and then Pilate gets scared. Yeah, wait, wait, because what? Who's this like, guy? He claims to be the son of God and I have all these accounts from my soldiers. Like, think about the centurions who he healed. Like, I have all these accounts from my soldiers and other Judeans that he is doing all these things and he claims to be the son of God and he's like, Dude, what's going on? And it doesn't mention this in the John perspective, but yeah. his wife is also saying, I've had terrible dreams about this man, have nothing to do with him. Yeah. Right? So from all sides, like, Pilate is being convinced that this person is someone special, potentially the, the son of God himself. And when Jesus then says, like, like I feel like Pilate threatens Jesus to see his reaction. If he would if if Jesus was to cower and say, Oh, oh, well actually da, 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 I am starting to like like Pilate would immediately know that he's dealing with a subordinate. Right. Someone who he does have power over. But when Jesus says to him, You have no power except the power that my Father from heaven has given you that's coming from above, Pilate then I think he's convicted. Well and then and then even more so it shows this complete uh, transition of power. So Pilate yeah. is in the position of power to say, don't yeah. you know that I can do this? Jesus says, nope, you're actually not. Then Pilate goes out afterwards, after this conversation, and then the people say, you're no friend of Caesar's. Yeah, well, because it says in verse 12, he tries to release him. Right, he wants because, to. Because, because he's, he's like, like, I don't want to deal he, with this. But even furthermore, like, again, Pilate being someone who wants to keep the region of Judea calm, because that, that, is, that is like the KPI of his job. Is insurrection. Key performance indicators. That's right. The key performance indicator of his job is how many resurrections were there. The less there are, the better you're doing. Essentially. Insurrections. Insurrections. Not resurrections. Yeah. In- <laughs> insurrections. Sorry. That 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 is his KPI. And right. so he has the perfect opportunity. He's like, if he just thinks this is a random He's, not he, he's do that. a Roman. Like, then this person isn't a Roman as well. He's not a Roman citizen. He's just some random from Nazareth. Then you know, by all means, get rid of him. But I feel like Pilate, he's being convicted. He's being convinced, like, no, there's something special here. This, this guy is different. Like, his claims have weight to them. And I don't want to kill him because he could be right. There were other Romans previous to this who were convinced that Jesus was the son of God. 
and other Roman centurions who later would be convinced that Jesus is the Son of God. And Pilate himself is being convinced. And he's like, all right, I'm going to release him. But then oh, the leverage is brought in. Like, hey, buddy, like from the Jews. Yeah. Like, what are you? Some some traitor? Some traitor? To the crown? To, to Rome? What would Caesar think about this? Ooh. Oh, man, the pressure is put on. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. And the soldiers took a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said to them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. They led Christ to Calvary And he spoke not one word Just the cries of lost sinners Then they pierced him so deep in his side until the blood came streaming down, and that's how Jesus purchased my salvation. Jesus came forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priest therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Then they pierced him so deep. In his side Until the blood Came streaming down And that's how Jesus purchased My salvation And I find no Was Tennessee Ernie Ford? I find no fault in him, and I just want to shout out producer Shell. What a great just, song! You're just 
She's over here just absolutely just hitting home runs. Just slaving hitting away. sixes for our <laughs> cricket crew. <laughs> scoring uh, tries. Scoring a try. <laughs> and getting Get, a touchdown. Getting that three. <laughs> hitting the three. Yeah. Good job, Shell. That yeah. was an awesome song. Perfect hitting for what we were talking about. Uh, we have some quiz questions. Taking the checking flag. <laughs> he, he's, I'm he, just sports. he can't stop. He cannot yeah. stop over here. Hole yep. in one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, quiz questions. Yes. Oh, the quiz question. The final one right in front of me this morning. Who asked for the head of John the Baptist? Bum, bum. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669 that, that is two the number people. to call or text. No, it's only one. Well, well, technically, no. It's it it's only it's only one. It could it's, be it's, two. It is only one. And if you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win either Jesus wins and my life today. That's that's one set that you could win, or the other set. It is finished and the bridegroom is coming. Evening and morning devotionals. We will give this to you absolutely for free. You just need to get your answers in. And the more answers you get in, the more chance you have of winning. We're going to spin the wheel. So. One person asked another person to no, ask stop, another stop, person. Stop. No, for no the there's head. only one person who asked. But there's a lot of people involved. No, but there's one person who asked. I will accept all We're not. No, we won't. I will. We, we will no, not. We, we, we will only accept one of them. I will accept your answers. I'll put you in the draw. Okay, can you tell us what are people texting in? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what text messages do we have? <laughs> I love being in control of this. Uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, great song, Greco says, which totally agree. Uh, George writes in again, uh, some very powerful points made there. Beautiful thing, but also... Uh, marshmallows? Question mark. The the point. What I was trying to say was that this planet has the density of a marshmallow. Right. It is a gas giant like Saturn or Jupiter or whatever it may be. But it's specifically the density is like ma- a marshmallow. Like that. That's the point that we're trying to make. I'm not saying it's literally a marshmallow with like sugar and gelatin in it. Like. No, it's got the density. Okay, first off, I just want to do hashtag dad joke. Uh, oh. But Lawson, that sounds like s'more excuses. Okay, um, next, <laughs> the next text <laughs> message here. Good morning, blessings. This is for you, Lawson. Maybe not for radio. You mentioned time on Tuesdays. Yes. Bible study. Uh-huh. And last week we talked about perfectly pregnant. Oh. It got me thinking about perfect time. Uh-huh. See if you can get your head around this. Okay, this is a long one. Am I reading this whole thing? Yeah. It's a long one here. God's time. There is none. It doesn't exist. Angel's time went from no end to end to no end. Our time went from no end to end and now waiting for no end. There is God's universe where time doesn't exist. God existed before time was. I'll call it pre-time. Then the universe where angels exist. This was in sinless time, a time with no end. This started when God spoke and things were made. The angels and their universe, heaven, was created. Mm. God is the creator of all things, and it is his will that they exist and were created. Ooh. Revelation 411, I'll call this God made and sinless time started, a time with no end. Mm. Then when Lucifer wanted to be the most high sinful wanted to be the most high sinful time, a time with an end started in the angels' universe. However, after all this, in sinless time, a time with no end, our universe, the earth, the sea, and all in them was created by God with power and glory. Sinless then time Creation has a purpose, and because of love and sinless time, we have freedom. And every day we can worship God, and on the seventh day, being holy, 
We can also rest from our works in worship. And so the seventh day worship is the same as it was in sinful time in the angels universe slash heaven and continues in sinless time. Now, Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now mm. it goes on here. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Are you ready? Yeah. There's a lot there. I, to answer. I, I just wanted to say, I love that point. Time with no end. There is the presence of time, because as we said before, with space, there is time. With time, there is space. It takes time to get from one side of the space to the other. There will be space in heaven, so there will be time. Absolutely. 100%. But it's time with no end. Sinless time. That is so cool. He goes on to say, when Eve was tricked from Lucifer, now called Satan, and when she ate the apple, sinful time, a time with an end started here on earth in our universe, the same as in the angels' universe, also through Satan. You can see Matthew 6.10. Mm-hmm. In God universe without time, before God spoke and made sinless time in the angel universe, mm-hmm. the, then God knew of the cross and how he would give his son to save everyone in sinful time in the angels' universe, heaven, and in our universe, earth. For our God, time had no effect because there was none. God is and always has been, and then it did because... Uh, of his love creating the universe. So uh, time was coming when he had to give it all at the cross, which we've been talking about today. What an amazing God and unconditional love we cannot understand. Sinless time equals immortal. Sinful time equals mortal. Love, time, and freedom go hand in hand. Because of love, we have freedom. Because of this, we worship God. Because of time, we know how and when to worship God. I love that point. For God's universe is, he's saying, a time is coming when time will again have no end, mm. but it will always have meaning, love, everything God stands for. And through this, we worship our Lord, our Father God, his Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, brother. Wayne. Who wrote that? Wayne, Wayne. Dude. Wayne. Power text. Epic. My thumbs hurt. Te- text of the day. Text of the Easily. Text of the day, for Easily. sure. Easily. And uh, George says again here, the Spirit is moving. Praise God. Amen. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, to actually text us here at Faith FM. It makes a difference, and we really appreciate it. We read all your texts, and we want to we want to share that with our community of mm. faith because that's what we're building here. Lawson is like a community of believers Amen. who want to follow Jesus, mm. and we see well the very action in which this community is built on. We're reading about it this morning. Absolutely. We're reading about, well, we've kind of digging into the minutiae of this situation of the political pressure that's now being put on Pontius Pilate in regards to should he release Jesus or not. Well, he tries to release him and they're like, well, actually, you know, you're, you're not a friend of Caesar. And the implication there is, you know, there's some pretty rich and powerful Jews here. These among among the richest men on earth. You, Jerusalem is one of the biggest economies in the Roman Empire. And you've got rich, powerful people in Jerusalem they can they can call up the chain, they can send a letter to Caesar and say, "Hey, What's listen up. Here? Maybe it's, it's I believe it's either Tiberius or Augustus. I think that transition happened during the life of Jesus. Um, listen, this guy Pontius Pilate, he doesn't serve you. He just released a man who claims to be the king right. of the universe. That would be scary. And under this pressure, well, he sends Jesus to die." For sure. Instead of standing, you know, this is one of the great tragedies of history. One of the great tragedies of biblical history. Pontius Pilate could be a hero, but instead he's not. No. And then he washes his hands of the matter. Yeah. But he's not clean. He didn't use any soap. Yeah. That's so right. He's still got some yeah. dirty hands. Yeah, that's right. He uh, is not clean. Verse 13 here says, when Pilate 
therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus out and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the preparation day of the Passover, about the sixth hour, and he said to the Jews, Behold, your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then he delivered him to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and led him away, and he, bearing his cross, went out to a place uh, went out to a place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha where they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side and Jesus in the center. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This is such a sad story, and it all revolves around this political upheaval and Pilate's inability to stand for what was right. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM, The Breakfast Show, with Blake and Lawson. I need some answers. Oh, okay. Yeah, to the, to the quiz questions? To the quiz questions. I need okay. answers to the quiz questions. Here we go. The first answer. Fill in the blank. God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. God does not need to repent. Uh, who did God seek to kill in an inn? Moses, according to Exodus 4, 21 to 24, to teach the Pharisees that tragedy doesn't equate to sinfulness, Jesus asked them about some people that were crushed in an accident, and what killed that group of people was a tower. So a tower fell Uh, and crushed them. Who asked Balaam to curse Israel? Well, it's not Baal, because he's a fake god. Uh, It's not Beelzebub, because... That's another name for demon or Satan. It's not Belshazzar because he came centuries later. It was Balak, King Balak. And finally, who asked for the head of John the Baptist? There's one answer, and that is the daughter of Herodias. Okay. That's the daughter. Because Herodias doesn't ask for the head of John the Baptist. She says she wants it. The mother asks the daughter. No, she says she wants it, and then the daughter asks Herod. But then, and then Herod asks for the head, so there could be Herod's asking for no, it as well no, too. No, you're wrong. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call a text where you can gloat about having the right answer out of those three. Congratulations to all, all those who three answered. Are right, it's okay. No, stop, 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 Blake. Stop, please. I can't be stopped. Uh, but right now, it's time for question of the day. Our question of the day today comes from Suzanne. Blake was doing the LeBron James dance, you know, the snapping the thing over the knee. Um, when Jesus was resurrected, weren't other people resurrected then too? Very, very good question. Uh, well, my answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's like end of story on that part. But there is a little verse here uh, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 8. I want to read that to you. You with me here, Lawson? Mm. It says, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, so it's talking about Jesus, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now, yep. Mm-hmm. You, oh, this is, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. excited. Lost is yeah. excited here. So in the margin here, uh, it says a multitude of captives. So when it says captivity captive, it also could be read, he led a multitude of captives. So mm-hmm. we're talking about Jesus. When he ascended up on high, he also led a multitude of captives with him 
and then gave gifts unto men. Yeah. And this is the gave gifts unto men is the reference of the Holy Spirit being mm-hmm. poured out and spiritual gifts being given to basically all of Christ's followers. Yeah. Well, I think the big question comes in here because essentially we, we read plainly in Matthew 27, it says, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, uh, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. It's talking about like those who had died, like literally saints of old who had died. And now they're up. And now they're up and they go into the holy city. They go into Jerusalem and they appear to many people. Now the question comes uh, as to what happened to them after Where those people go? as well. Because the Bible is very clear. It's like, okay, they resurrected, they went into the city. Uh, what happened to them after? And there is speculation over the answer to that question. There's some speculation that's been in my own life. And I, I guess actually, because this, this question was actually asked recently and I gave the answer. I'm like, well, wouldn't they have just lived and died, but upon doing nope. more biblical investigation, you know, we go to Ephesians 4 8 and we actually see that then when Jesus ascended, so Jesus, he lives, he dies on the cross, he resurrects, and then later he ascends. We see at his resurrection these people resurrecting with him, yep. but then ascending on high, which happened at the Acts at, chapter at, at, one, Acts or chapter the one, the ascension, of Luke, yeah. um, it says, as he ascended on high, he led captivity captive which is like a poetic way of saying like he ended captivity but in the margin we see also that it refers to a group of people who are captives absolutely a multitude of captives and so it's like so because again yeah it's like well what happened to those people did they did they just live and die well um from ephesians 4 8 we can see that actually jesus took them to heaven with him in body like they jesus was resurrected in body these people, they were resurrected in their bodies. They've come out of their graves. And just like the resurrection that will happen at the very end of time, they were taken to heaven with Jesus. So short answer is yes, and the location is heaven. Yes. That's where they went. <laughs> they were resurrected, and they were taken to heaven with Jesus. We are almost at the very end of the show. Lawson's getting confused by tortillas and tortillas. Tortilla. It's, I'm not confused as no, to how to say that No, he's very confused. Word. Please help him out. It's actually tortilla, <laughs> everyone. Just want everyone to know that. Uh-huh. And we've come to the end of the show. I love that. Uh, I want to also just to kind of recap what you were saying before about uh the multitude of captives ascending with the Lord into heaven as well, too. Mm. This is like a first fruits situation. So in the you know, type and antitypical uh, pattern that the Bible is written in, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, this is a symbol of the resurrection that is to come at the second coming. Mm. So at Christ's first coming, you have a small first fruits of people who have been resurrected with him at the same time that he was, those graves are open. And just like those graves were open back then, graves are going to be opened again, and we're going to be reunited with those we love. Mm. So I want to encourage you. We love you guys. Talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.